Welcome to Will Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wanda. Thanks, Wanda. That was the lovely Wanda Woodard who uh, brought us in from the um, the lovely music from Jim's uh, Big Ego, which was Stress. That's our theme music. <laughs> I don't know why. Love it. Love it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Will Write for Wine. This is the initial inaugurary. Is that a word? Inaug- Inaugur- inauguratory. <laughs> Somebody look that up. Get back to us. Uh, episode of We'll Write for Wine. My name is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. drink yeah. while we're doing it. So, Sam, and drink, what, are, yeah. what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I have a lovely Petite Syrah from Bogle uh, Vineyards. Can you spell California? that? California. Bogle. Bogle? Bogle? B-O-G-L-E. Bogle? Bogle. I don't know. Bogle. What is it, French? California. Oh, it's California. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like totally Bogle. Yeah. Totally, totally Bogle. Totally, totally. <laughs> $11 a bottle. Excellent. And uh, they have a great, great website. So I will post that. In the show in notes. In the show notes. At willwriteforwine.com. If you want to yes, catch up ma'am. with us, you do willwriteforwine.com. Yep. And what are you drinking, Lionel? I am drinking a um, lovely Chardonnay <laughs> from uh, Lindemann's, which is my favorite cheap wine. I actually feel like a little bit of kind of a fraud on this because we're talking about like wine and writing and will write for wine. And I like wine a lot, but I don't really um, have good taste or anything. Like I'm not like, oh, this is the lovely, the legs and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, you know, does it get me drunk and is it, you know, drinkable? So um, I have this Lindemann's, which is this cheap wine out of Australia that is kind of my staple. The, the Lindemann's Bin 65 Chardonnay is my staple um, wine. And so I thought for the first inauguratory episode of the show that I would drink my classic standby wine. So this is like your everyday wine. This is my everyday, yes, every yes. morning. No, I'm sorry, which I'm sounds joking. bad, which sounds worse than it really is. I know. You know what's so funny is that I always do this shtick about being such a big drinker, and I don't. Uh-huh. I mean, I have like one glass of wine. I, I don't even have a glass of wine every day. You know, some mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have three. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then other days, but other days any, so, I don't have any. So in at the all. long run, it it kind of evens out. It does. It totally and it's evens good out. for you. It, it's and good it is. For you. It's good for your heart. You know, and I mean, it's not it's like I'm, I'm sitting here knocking back a fifth of scotch every day. You know, I mean, but I I do like to have a glass of wine, and so I'm always joking about how much I drink, and I'm like, you know, people are really going to take that the wrong way. People are going to start. I'm, I'm actually waiting to get like you know flyers from AA, you know, sent to my PO box, and people to to be really concerned oh, wait about for me. the emails wait for the emails exactly I know I know somebody's gonna start emailing me and be like I'm really concerned about your drinking you know yeah well you know the funny thing is is we're telling people about our podcast and and they're like oh this sounds good and we're like and we're gonna talk about wine and they're like oh you're gonna talk about wine oh I'm definitely tuning in you know they could care less about the writing exactly exactly they're not at all interested in the, in the writing yeah. <laughs> and that's mostly what, well, actually, it's the only thing that I have any um, expertise in is the writing. The wine, I am I am basically your cheap wine girl. I draw the line at the screw top caps and the booze in a box. <laughs> Short of that, you give me a bottle of cheap wine and I am yours forever. Now, see, I'll, I will go uh, to the opposite end. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most expensive wine I can afford is what I want. <laughs> So, well, again, that's what I have, too. <laughs> but the most so expensive like, wine I can afford is the cheap 
gosh. Okay, great. Well, we are going to take a little break, and we're going to see you all back here in a minute where we're going to talk about writing as well, because remember, we're writing for wine. See you all in a minute. We here at Will Write for Wine feel it's important to say that while we totally recommend drinking while podcasting, we do not recommend drinking while driving or drinking while emailing, (laughs) trust us on that one, or underage drinking or drinking too much or, for that matter, drinking too little. Drink just the right amount, like we do, and you'll be happy, like us. So just use common sense, and if you do something really stupid while drinking, like, for instance, calling your old boss and telling her she's an idiotic blowhard who couldn't do your job even if she had half a brain, then we just want to make it clear between all parties that it's really not our fault. And we're back. Thanks for coming back with us. And um, we're going to do a segment now about reader questions and writer questions. So please feel free to visit uh, willwriteforwine.com and um, email us uh, at feedback at willwriteforwine.com. We've got a great giveaway. Sam, what are we giving away this month? This month we are giving away signed copies. Uh, Let me see. I have a signed copy of Sight Unseen, which comes Mm -hmm. out April 1st. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's my book. Mm -hmm. And a signed copy of The Fortune Quilt, uh, which is out now. Yes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So those are great reasons to send in your reader, listener questions and your writer questions. I'm going to go ahead and get started with um, this, you know, this week for the inauguratory, I think you can just call it inaugural, but now I feel like I've made up a word. It's inaugural, I think, but (laughs) I I feel like I've made up a word and I should stick with it. You know, you just, you just pretend you know what you're doing. You kind of fake it. Okay. Um, But anyway, we are writers, so so I can make up a word if I want to, damn it. so the the we decided we go with uh, kind of the questions that we get asked the most. Right. Um, as far as a reader question that we get asked the most, this That's is the classic. Uh, okay. Y- you know which one this is. Where yeah. do you get your ideas? Yeah. yeah. The dreaded. <laughs> the dreaded. Where do you get your ideas? Where do you get your ideas? Because the first couple of times that you get asked this question, you're like, oh, I'm so glad you asked me that, and you go in this whole long thing about where the ideas come from, and, and their then eyes ask... glaze over. Exactly, because they really don't care. Um, and then. <laughs> I think they just ask to be polite, like when you're at a Q&A session and nobody has a question and somebody's like, uh, where do you get your ideas just to be nice, you know, and I go on. But uh, but after, you know, after a couple of years, you're just like, uh, Target, you know. Target. <laughs> Kmart. Internet. <laughs> Blue light special. Um, but, you know, to, to genuinely answer the question of where yeah. you get your ideas, um, basically from anything, any little thing can spawn a whole weird idea mm-hmm. thing. I mean, it I is. actually, the weirdest thing, I think, uh, the weirdest idea that ever just kind of came out of nowhere for me was that I was, um, thinking about my book, Maybe Baby, um, which involved this very odd bird. And, um, at that point I was just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do for romantic comedy. I knew I wanted it to be a romp and to be really funny and, and kind of a screwball comedy kind of thing, but I didn't know, you know, I like quirky little, little elements. And I had this idea and I don't know why about somebody keeping an ostrich on a penthouse terrace in Manhattan, right? Exactly. Completely bizarre. I have no idea where that idea came from or what I was drinking when I got that idea. Um, but uh, but it must have been really strong. So um, anyway, I, I started researching ostriches. And I'm like, uh, unfortunately, nobody has ever actually put an ostrich on a terrace in well, New York City. Well, that's probably so. because they can't fly. 
They can't fly, <laughs> and apparently when they're cooped up, like if they're cooped up anywhere, they'll just jump off. Right. Like th- that that ostrich will jump off the roof. So it would make for a very, very short book. So I um, so then that's how I sort of started. I um, actually did a, re- a search on the Internet because Google is a writer's best friend. That's right. And um, did a search and found um, the cockapo. I was did a search for weird birds. All I knew was that I wanted a weird bird. And I found the cockapo, which is like this unbelievably odd bird from New Zealand, which is uh, going extinct. They only had like 86 on the planet the last time I checked. And um, it's this wild flightless parrot like eight that smells right it smells funny it's got it's green it's got a head like an owl and a beak like horseshack from welcome back cotter (laughs) and um it's got this screech that's like a um an 18 wheeler like screeching to a halt and it just it smells like fruitcake on fire and i'm like (laughs) And it's flightless. I mean, talk about God did not like this bird. You know, I mean, that's mean. That's just the the bird got like all the bad genetics. But I love this bird. I'm so in love with it now. And uh, but anyway, so I ended up using that bird for maybe baby. And that's kind of a really long answer to where you get your ideas. And the short answer is I really don't know. (laughs) Take it away, Sam. You want to know where I get my ideas? <laughs> where do you get your ideas? Oh, God. Mostly from research. Mm-hmm. Mostly. I like to research. So I mm-hmm. read a lot. I do a lot. I love history. Mm-hmm. And I love art and archaeology and all that, all the ancient stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I always seem to uh, come up with some little nugget, you know, mm-hmm. that I can work into a book. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a that's much, much better answer and so much can i can i borrow that answer <laughs> can we do the segment again and then i can just use okay fine go ahead <laughs> lonnie's the chatty one <laughs> well my question one that i always get and this is from writers mm-hmm. is uh, are there any good writing groups out there that i can join which yes. is a really good question mm-hmm. because it's a lonely business. It's mm-hmm. a lonely world here all by ourselves. Yes. But uh, if you're writing romance, uh, I'd say a great place to start is Romance Writers of America. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's Their how webs- we met. That's how That's we how met. That's how we became friends. That's, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, their website is www.rwanational.org. And uh, got to make sure you put the Oregon and not the com. I'll post the website on our uh, show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. They have about uh, 9,000 members, over 9,000 members. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unpublished and published writers, agents, editors, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great organization. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think what makes it really worthwhile are the local chapters. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we belong to the same chapter, Central New York mm-hmm. Romance Writers. Awesome place. Yeah. Uh, but there are 144 other local chapters out there, and uh, some of them are online. You find that with the uh, specific genres, like um, I think Regency has an online one, and there's a you know the paranormal fan- chapter. Futuristic fantasy paranormal is yep. that FMP chapter, so they've got that. I think they've got the erotica chapter now. Yeah, I think they yep. got approval. So so those sexy guys are out there too. So. That's right. That's yeah. right. So um, and and then but most of the chapters re meet uh, locally mm-hmm. so uh you just uh, go to the rwa site and they've got uh, uh, actually i think they have like a map of the u.s and you can click in and see where your local chapter is yep. and i used to be so. part of the alaska chapter so i know that you can find them almost anywhere anywhere <laughs> anywhere if and you're in the united states almost anywhere and i think there's like yeah. an australia 
there's mm-hmm. some international chapters. There's some in, um, there's Toronto, there's some Canadian chapters. And so they're right. really all over there. So even if you're not from the United States, you know, take, take a look and see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a lot of great ones. I think outreach. Mm-hmm. I think outreach is one too, international mm-hmm. chapter. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that is a great place to start if you're writing romance. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. And they have an awesome uh, conference every year. Mm-hmm. Annual yes, conference at a different location mm-hmm. all over the country. So. They are they're they're absolutely fabulous. I love those conferences. Yeah. And um, also, you know, if you're writing anything, any kind of women's fiction, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be romance. I started when I was just writing women's fiction before I even got it got started in romance, and it was still a really fabulous place um, for me. If you're looking for, I mean, there's for almost every genre. There's mystery writers um, of America. I know has a has a group, and if you just go do a little search on the internet mm-hmm. um like i said internet writer's best friend you can That's find right. groups for whatever it is that you write and there are a lot of online groups so um mm-hmm. definitely take advantage of that because um you need that community i honestly don't know if i would have survived this job had a you know before like the internet and technology like that because oh, i would have yeah. lost my mind mm-hmm. no way no way yeah. and i was clueless when i started so oh we all are we're all yeah. so green yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right I think uh, we're going to take a little break, and we will be right back. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, available April 1st at a store near you. And we're back. And uh, since this is our inauguratory uh, episode... (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to be made fun of for that for a really long time. I can't even spell it. Spell checker just goes crazy. Because it's not a real word. (laughs) I completely made it up. It's inaugural. But you know what? For us, it's inauguratory. inauguratory. Well, I think it's... You know, it's it's a cool word. Shakespeare yeah, made up yeah. words. So That's can right. I. That's right. Of course, he was Shakespeare. Maybe someday. Uh, yeah, Maybe you someday. know, you got a point. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we figured we'd talk about how we got started, why we're mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, they'll let anybody pod- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're here because this is the only way we could figure out how to write off our wine. <laughs> And it's a bloody brilliant stroke of brilliance. And I thought yes. it was too. I thought it was too. <laughs> so how we started? Uh, let me see. I started writing, and I know you're going to laugh at this. Mm-hmm. June eighth, nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> she actually knows the date, people. I just want to. I know the date because I wrote it on the calendar. Aww. I wrote it on the calendar. and said I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote it on the calendar. Aww. And uh, and then I wrote my first scene, which was in the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. And um. And then I actually started at the beginning of the book where I was supposed to start Mm -hmm. and ended up throwing that scene out (laughs) because it was so bad. It had nothing to do with the book by the time I got to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still doing that. See, that's the difference between you and me. (laughs) That's a whole nother segment. That's a whole nother segment, how we plot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 
So you wrote the scene and you threw it out. Which I book was that? Out. Was that um, was that? That was Un- Unchained. Unchained. Okay, yep. which was published. Yep. Which was published. So it couldn't have been all that bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess not. And then I sold. Uh, then I sold Unearthed to Dorchester, mm-hmm. and then I got an agent, and then I sold three more books to Dorchester, mm-hmm. and uh, those are all of C.J. Barry. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're all. And, Fabulous, fabulous books! Oh Thank my you. gosh! Yes. Thank you. They they did they w- did pick up a few awards. Oh, a few, a few awards. A few. <laughs> you need to rent extra space to hold on. How many prisms do you have? I had three of those. That's a lot they of prisms. They are gorgeous too. They're, they're, they're gorgeous very lovely. too. They and National are, Reader's Choice Awards and yeah. oh 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 and the KOD for Unmasked, which oh, was fabulous. Daphne, the mm-hmm. Daphne du Maurier, which the was Daphne, really yes. really a surprise. Very prestigious uh, award. Very prestigious. I mm-hmm. was absolutely stunned. It gave possibly the shortest and worst acceptance speech ever. <laughs> no way. My Rita speech oh. beats your KOD oh, no. speech. I just basically got up there and looked terrified and said thank you and left. <laughs> Excellent. People love you for that. It's better than getting up there and like chatting because people like start chatting forever or God forbid share their political views. I mean, why? Why would people do that? Not the place, people. Not the place. It's not the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I decided to uh, try my hand at contemporary romantic suspense. At which she is fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. And I wrote up a proposal and my agent sold it to Warner and... And here I am hosting the uh, the best podcast that free could buy, <laughs> and I think Damn I've straight. I think I've reached the peak of my game here. I think uh, it I doesn't think get any better about, than this. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> this is the highlight of your career: sitting on the phone with me drinking wine, right? Poor. So poor this Sam. is it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to make my my how I got started story as short as yours. All right, because Sam, Sam, this is the difference. This is if we sound alike, you can tell the difference because I mm-hmm. will go on and on and on, and Sam is like very articulate. She gets right to her point, she backs off, and then lets me go. And I'm just like da 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 da. So I apologize. That's how you can tell the difference if you don't know the difference in our voices. Lonnie is the chatty one. So anyway, back on October 31st, 2002. Um, and I, oh oh oh! I know you my day too. You do not know the name. You, no, you no, do not I do. Know no, the I date. do, and I will tell you why. <laughs> I am completely, I am completely telling you the truth. This is the thing. Okay. I um, I had quit working like a year before because I had my my second baby. Who those mm-hmm. of you who go to Literary Chicks, my blog site, will know her as Light. I have two mm-hmm. babies, Sweetness and Light, and Light was the second one. And um, when I had her, I quit my job. And then mm-hmm. a year later, I was so bored and just about going out of my mind. And I'd always been writing. I mean, my whole life I'd been writing. But I thought, you know, whoever, you know, makes a living at writing. Like nobody. Nobody. Right. People right. spend their lives, you know, trying to pursue this dream and it never happens. So I just didn't even try. <laughs> like, pulled myself out of the game early. And I would just sort of write on the side. It was kind of what I did to keep from going insane, you know, because you can mm-hmm. only wipe down the same kitchen counter so much before you lose your mind. And, right. you know, I was home with two kids and it was just you know it was really and I was in That'll Alaska it. it was when I lived in Alaska too so I was isolated on top was of that it. was that pre-wine was that pre-wine was it, <laughs> is there a period of my life that's pre-wine I'm sorry was that supposed to be <laughs> no I've, I've always had wine um, <laughs> except when I was pregnant um, yes that's right yes that's right but anyway, so um, so uh, it was a bunch of girlfriends of mine on this um, loop called Mom Writers were doing this thing called NaNoWriMo, mm-hmm. and they kept talking about it, and I, I would start 
reading the word itself and it would just fade out in the middle because I'm like, Nano, I can't pronounce. I don't know what they're talking about. And I just kind of would let it go. But NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month. And if, you, if you're interested in learning more, it's great. It's, it's uh, NaNoWriMo, N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org, NaNoWriMo. And um, they do it every November. And at that point, it was still kind of a, a cult thing. I mean, now it's become more mainstream and there's you know there was an article in the New York Times about it this year and I mean it, there's a lot of people signing up for it but um, but mostly it's uh, it's right uh, 50,000 words in 30 days you wow. know which is like um, a, kind of a, a big challenge especially because I'd never yeah. finished a book up until then a because mm-hmm. I why bother once it got difficult I mean it wasn't like I was gonna sell it <laughs> so um, so I'd write like the first five chapters of a book and then just throw it away and uh, you know and I've got I've got one book that I've written the first five chapters of like 12 times you know <laughs> and I started reading it the other day it was bad <laughs> see I have books that haven't been published so I can say that um, but anyway so then on October 31st 2002 I was home with the kids it's, I, it's halloween in alaska right and my girlfriend wanda who y'all hear she's the wonderful voice of the um of the podcast she's the one That's doing right. all the spots for us and the introductions mm-hmm. yay wanda yay so wanda called wanda. me oh, the amazing wanda she <laughs> called me that night we started chatting i told her about this weird nanorimo thing that i was signing up for and she you know was chatting with me she told me this story and this is for those of you who have read my my first book, Time Off for Good Behavior, opens with this scene where um, this really cranky woman is getting um, cross-examined in, um, in a courtroom, and it goes terribly, terribly wrong. And this actually is a scene from Wanda's life. She told me that story. And um, I basically told the whole story up until the point where my Wanda, and I, I took her name and named the character after her, too, um, and then she diverges at the point where my Wanda takes a swing at the lawyer because the real Wanda didn't actually do that, although she should have because he he was a jerk. But um, but anyway, so I the next day I wrote that scene down, um, you know, two thousand words the first mm-hmm. day, and I did two thousand words a day every day for twenty five days, hit fifty thousand words right before Thanksgiving when my father in law came to town. <laughs> Woohoo! It was awesome. So, um, yeah, so I actually, you know, managed to pull that off. And that mm-hmm. book, um, I, I finished it, and then I went back and edited it and um, decided that on January 1st, 2003, so I know my dates, too. I shouldn't make fun of you. January 1st, 2003, <laughs> I make fun of Sam all the time because she's so organized, um, is when I made the decision that I would write for a living. Uh, cool. Because I, I just had so much fun. I loved it so much that I was actually going to give it a shot. So I opened up a business account and did all the, you know, really organized stuff and um, and started to pursue it. And that year I got my agent, um, who's wonderful, and I um, signed a deal also with Warner. Mm-hmm. Warner's a great publisher. Love the girls at Warner. Love them. And, um, and so, yeah, that's how I got started. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Did you ever think you'd be a writer when you were growing up? No, you know, everybody told me I was going to be a writer. Like, my mom especially. Like, she was all, like, in this pride thing. I guess, like, when I was uh, in sixth grade or whatever, they put me in this gifted mm-hmm. program. And it, trust me, it's not for my IQ. It was for my writing, you know. And my oh, mom yeah. kept saying, oh, you know, you're in the gifted program for your writing. And I was like, ah, fat lot of good. That tells me what am I going to You know, because even at, even at 12, <laughs> I was like, with yeah, what am I going to do? Who writes That's for right. a living? You know, That's like, right. I, you know, I, I, I never really took it that seriously. And I've had yeah. a lot of people throughout my entire life tell me I should write. And I blew them all off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So did I. Yeah. I know, uh, did you it's too? Weird. I think a lot I of did too. Do that. I had I had actually had a creative writing teacher in high school, and I wrote my first science fiction story for my final project. Uh-huh. And handed it in, in, and uh, she told me, she said, you you were born to be a writer. And I just kind of looked at her and said, what do I do with that? I mean, <laughs> how do you make a living, living writing? Exactly. Well, does dental writing? come with that? Which, by the way, no. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a working husband or a lot of faith and very that's healthy right. teeth in order to write. Yeah. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, you wanted a Rita. I did for time off for you good did. behavior. Yeah, you did. I was there. Yes, I was screaming for you. It was, it was awesome. It was very surreal. It was a very <laughs> surreal experience. It was awesome, and at the same time, I I can't remember a whole lot except you know getting up to the stage and like staring out. And I didn't write a speech because I was so certain I wasn't going to win. Even though a, a really good friend of yours told you <laughs> who could that, that have you been? should. Hmm. Who could that have been? Hmm. I, don't I don't know. know but who gave I, me she such was a hard time. brilliant. That woman was. brilliant. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> she was brilliant and she knows her wine too she does she does she's very very smart <laughs> so anyway that's how we got started and we're going to take another short break and we will see you guys back here in a minute for 29 years carly mckay has known that her mother was never coming back Her father was never going to file for divorce. Her little sister was never going to grow up and that psychics were full of crap. This year, all that changes. From award-winning author Lonnie Diane Rich comes The Fortune Quilt, a heartwarming story about family, psychics, love, and quilts, and what happens when they all collide at once. Publishers Weekly calls The Fortune Quilt vibrant. Kirkus Reviews calls it beguiling, and you can call it yours if you just head on down to your local bookstore because it's available now. Pick up your copy today. And we're back. Uh, we're uh, we're going to be having a contest, as you all know. You probably heard that a little earlier in the uh, segment. We're looking for a few good questions for our reader mail and our writer mail, or uh, or you can email us about anything really. Uh, send wine suggestions if you're over twenty one. Otherwise, send your questions, comments, tell us we're pretty, whatever. Uh, Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. And on tap for March will be two prizes to one lucky winner, a signed copy of Sight Unseen by Samantha Graves, and a signed copy of The Fortune Quilt by Lonnie Diane Rich. We will announce the winner during the first show in April, and uh, go to our website at willwriteforwine.com to enter. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. It's a very cool contest. I think so. I think, I think so. and a cool giveaway. So please, everybody, send us your suggestions and your, your questions. We'll answer almost anything. Pretty much. <laughs> almost anything. Unless it's something I know nothing about, in which case I'll, I'll search it on the internet and try to act like I know what I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So now we're going to do, uh, let me see, our write-in? The write-in. This week's progress. Keeps us honest, doesn't it? I know. Today, I was writing my brains out because I knew I'd have to report. I know. So this is like the writer's version 
of the Weight Watchers weigh-in. Yes, where we have to be accountable <laughs> for what we've done during the week. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which is a little scary because up until yesterday, it was like five pages. And then today, yeah. I yeah. hit the ground running, had a huge breakthrough in the book, which I was so mm-hmm. excited about because I got to that point. You know, there's always that point where, like, at least this is the way it is for me, that I, I write to a certain point and then I know that I've, I'm missing something that I need. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have, like, I write linearly. Am I making up words again? Inauguratory. <laughs> linearly. Um so that I have to write everything in order, um, as right. opposed to some people who can just kind of hop in. They can write the middle scene and the end scene and all that kind of stuff and have that ready. But I need to have everything, like, laid out for me. And if something's missing, I have to go back and put it in. And then, you know, so I have to figure out, like, if something's missing, mm-hmm. I instinctively know it's missing. Right. But I you just don't, don't know, know what it exactly. is. Exactly. So I have to sit there and torture myself for days <laughs> writing stuff and then being like, no, that's crap, you know, and not being able to get it to work. And so um, finally today I had my breakthrough. I figured figured out what was missing. I wrote that scene and boom. It was you awesome. had a lot of pages today. It was awesome. What did you write today? Well, no, you're going first. You get to talk about Am what I you're going first? To... You were going first, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I had uh let me see what did I have? What'd like you do this three week? pages mm-hmm. uh up until this um, up until today. Yeah. So, today I got 15. Awesome. So 18 pages total, which awesome. is a which is a good week for me. I'm mm-hmm. trying I'm shooting for uh for 20. Yeah. This book is due July 1st, so mm-hmm. I want to I want to get it written early, mm-hmm. uh, so I have plenty of time to edit. Because <laughs> like me, I go screaming into my deadline. Like my deadline is April 9th. Uh, I know. Don't even say it because I worry more about your deadlines <laughs> than does, you do. She does. She totally freaks out about my deadlines, and I feel really bad because I know it's that like, I'm stressing her out. But it's just yeah. the way that I work. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way I roll. I'm know? living. I'm living by your deadlines vicariously. <laughs> And, uh, I know you totally freaked so, out last how you year. Doing? How you doing on the book? I know. How you doing? Got any pages? And I like no because the thing is like the last weekend before the deadline comes in, like mm-hmm. I, when I hit those last scenes and I know everything that's going to happen from here until the end, right. I write in this crazed frenzy and just so I'll write like a good you know sixty pages in the last two days, you know, just like zooming right through it. So I don't really worry that much because I'm so close to that already, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm gonna. But you look at it and you're like ah, and I can see her. It's like you know when you watch um. You ever watch those old episodes of like the Brady Bunch or whatever and somebody does something so unbelievably stupid and you're actually embarrassed for them it's kind of it's sort of like that except I don't think you're embarrassed for me so much as like you're stressed for me you know I am which is why I think you should drink are you drinking (laughs) I think you I think you need to I'm actually driving her to drink this is what good friends do for each other Uh, that's right that's right (laughs) so anyway for me I had a very very similar week I just was Mm -hmm. you know I was stuck I was blocked um, I couldn't get that one scene. And then this morning I woke up and the clouds parted and the angels sang and the hallelujah mm-hmm. chorus and the whole nine. And, um, and I was able to get in, um, I think it was 12 pages today for a total this week of 17 pages, which is which actually, is awesome. yeah, I was really, really happy about that. I'm, I'm trying to get more pages than that done in a week, mm-hmm. but to be honest with you, yeah, beggars can't be choosers, man. I'm just glad That's I didn't right. have to come in today, you know, coming up against your 18 pages and be like, oh, I wrote three and a half pages and then I threw five out. So I'm actually negative well. two this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know mm-hmm. that this isn't going to work every week because yeah. I have a book due, but then you're done with this one. 
Well, I'm done and, with that, uh, but I'll be. I have other stuff to write. I mean, I have right, a proposal. Like right. I, I'm, I've got myself so packed in that I am never without a project to write. Which actually is probably part of the reason why I need to drink so much because. <laughs> Um, cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of packed in. I've got my schedule with my contracts for the next, you know, year or so is, is pretty packed. And then this is the, um, this is the year where I'm going to be looking into new contracts. Um, God willing, please, if my publisher is listening, please publish me again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be that pathetic, but, um, but no, I mean, it's, so it's pretty packed in. So, I mean, I've got other things. I've got like a proposal that I need to work on. So my, my pages might be lower because when you're working on a proposal, it's when you're just beginning to build the world and the story and right. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I'll, right. be, I'll which be doing takes, that. Which takes you like uh, like a week. <laughs> it takes me like three months. It's the, No, the difference <laughs> is that A, no spreadsheets for me. Um, (laughs) Sam is like the spreadsheet queen of the world. Absolutely. And it's so funny because she's always trying to give me her spreadsheets. Like whatever. I I tried to bring you over to the dark side. I'm like, look at spreadsheet. The force be with you. I know. It's so funny. And she sends me, she sends me this stuff in Excel. Like every time, like I'll mention that I've got a little issue with something. Like, you know, I'm trying to figure, I'm like, I am trying to figure out a motivation. I have a spreadsheet for that. Let me send, I'm emailing it right now. Did you get it? Did you get it? Do you have it yet? Did you, I just emailed it. You know, she's like, and I do, I go into the spreadsheets because really I want to be like Sam. I mean, Sam's so organized and she never has these like, in, like she knows what's going to happen. She's got, she's, I'm, I'm a pantser for those of you who like, I, I plot just, you know, I go in, I start writing the story and whatever happens, happens. And I just kind of try to figure it out from there. And it's very, very scary. And then, you know, Sam spends all this time. She's thinking and she's cogitating and she's taking this building. out she's putting that in and building a world and you know yep. making all this stuff and she comes up with the coolest stuff i'm serious if you guys have not read cj berry books you have to go out and get them and april 1st you got to hit that store and get sight unseen it's so good and i'm not just saying that because she's here yeah right <laughs> seriously i would totally say this behind your back too i totally would it's so awesome and um <clears throat> but anyway i mean the reason they're so good is because she plans all this stuff out. She's got these really heavily plotted books. And my books are, I write two kinds of books. I write women's fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I write these kind of silly romantic comedies. I mean, they're just, you know, they're fun. I like they're them. Awesome. But they're awesome. But they're a little they're silly. Awesome. Well, they're, and the plot, they're romantic comedies, romantic suspense. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. romantic Good. suspense. They're I don't write awesome. romantic suspense. I mean, <laughs> You know nobody's getting shot. Like, who you, got that comes one out with inter- you got that one uh, review. The one review, yes, I got a the review. Were writing, right? yeah. For those of you who've read the yeah. Comeback Kiss, you'll enjoy this. Uh, somebody gave me a review that said, um, "You know, Lonnie Diane Rich is, you know, as good with romantic suspense as she is with humor." And I was like, "Dude, really? Did I write a romantic suspense?" <laughs> Which was really sweet. I mean, it was a wonderful review, and I absolutely love this woman who gave me the review. But at the same time, I was like, "Dude, did I write it? When did that happen?" And I thought for a minute that she'd read somebody else's book. <laughs> like maybe she'd read one of yours, you know, and was like, oh, and got confused. Because that could happen totally. If I was reviewing all those books, I would get uh-huh. confused like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I completely would. It could happen. So anyway, yes, Sam is trying to bring me over to the um, to the Excel sheet. Dark side. And I really do. Yeah. I open them up, and I genuinely try to fill them out. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this time it'll work because I want her process. I want her process. I want her life. Yeah, and I want your process. <laughs> Why? <sighs> oh my, because it's, it's more spontaneous and fun and you know and yeah I but my really process stresses like you out when it's me that's true that's true <laughs> that is absolutely true 
I think I need to drink. Okay. Everybody, if you're listening and you've got a glass of wine, and I hope you do, this is we're all drinking. That's right. That's right. There we go. All right. Great. So that is this week's write-in. Now we got to yes. go to the... Favorite sentence. Absolutely. Favorite sentence that we wrote this week. Or, you know, paragraph, because uh, I can never narrow it down to one or, sentence. Or a little phrase. I know. You know, whatever. But Yeah, I know. Yes. So, uh, so I'm going to read my first. Okay. Yes, you're reading okay. yours first. Okay. By the fifth time she licked the salt from her hand, downed the tequila, and bit into the lime, Jillian decided that she really loved Mexico. It just required <laughs> a little coordination. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so awesome. I love this book. Especially since Jillian's not the kind of person to drink. So I know. So this, I know. Uh, you yeah. guys, you yeah. guys, I'm telling you this book. This is the book that Sam's working on right now, and it is so right now. good. It's so right now. good. See, I love it because I love your writing, and I get to, like, read everything. Because Sam and I are complete critique partners. Like, right. every step of the way from the original idea to, like, everything mm-hmm. we do every day. And usually and all at, the the pain, end, at the end of the all day, the we're, like, sending each agony. other our scenes. We're like, I wrote this today. Read it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I get to read all the stuff as it's coming along, and it's so like in no good. particular order, though. I know. But so you're like, so now good. who's this character? Where did this happen? I know. Yeah. I know. Well, this this one too, like, because she's been planning this out for months, you know. So she sends me. She's like, here's my idea, blah blah blah. And then this happens, and then the villain's different, and then there's you know the, all this yeah. stuff going on, yeah. and like, there's a certain point where I'm like, wait, which which one is this? Like. <laughs> Or the scene you sent me, where the, there's this guy in there, and I'm thinking, is this the hero? Oh, I know, and that it was the dad. <laughs> You're like, well, like, that's a little odd. This is kind of creepy. <laughs> I know, and you thought that for days and said nothing, and I then I mentioned nothing. it to you, and I was like, that's the dad. And she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Because I can imagine the phone call I was going to get. I, I can't get this to work. Well, geez, no wonder you got this guy. You got this old guy <laughs> treating her like he's her father. He Holding can't be her the by hero. the elbow. Exactly. I'm thinking, this is the hero? It's not terribly romantic. This is, this yeah. Is, no. oh, but it's yeah, sweet when it's the dad, though, now that you're reading it yes, again. It's a whole yes, different that made, kind of... Yes, it did. It made exactly. perfect sense. No, and yeah, it's thank sweet. goodness. Because... <sighs> All right. So my favorite sentence for today... <laughs> This actually I did write today, but it's still this 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 week's favorite sentence. But since I wrote That's so right. little during the rest of the week, I had to pick this. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a story that's told in first person. So when I when I'm saying this in first person, it's not really me. I'm not a, mm-hmm. I'm not a stalker, but um, you're in character. I, I'm in character. Okay, so I'm going to get in character. <sighs> All right. I don't think what happened that afternoon technically qualifies as stalking. I mean, for that, you have to present some kind of threat, just be generally creepy. I think I avoided both those things, but really, you'd have to ask Luke. <laughs> but I love that. We're here all week, I folks. Love... Tip your waitresses. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I love that last sentence. I cracked up when but I read really, it. Really? You'd have to it's ask awesome. Luke. I it's know. awesome. I like it. I like it's it. I'm awesome. pretty happy with it. Pretty happy yep. with it. Yep. And you're having fun with this book. I, I am. Tell. I love this book. This book I'm working on right now is A Little Ray of Sunshine. It'll be out um, next year sometime. Mm-hmm. Sometime in 2008, you'll be able to see it. But I'm working on it now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. Works. I've been reading it. It's really, really good. Oh, it's thank awesome. you. I'm having fun with it. All right, so we're going to take a little break, and we will be back again in a minute. If a half-hour week of Lonnie and Sam isn't enough for you, we've got some suggestions. First, there's LiteraryChicks.com, where Lonnie blogs with fellow writers and hilarious gals Michelle Kuna, Whitney Gaskell, Eileen Rindell, 
Alicia Holiday, and Beth Kendrick. Every month brings new special guest authors and new giveaways, so stop on by. For more Sam, go ahead and click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com. She's got the latest news, contests, and some great giveaways. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, which you got to go there, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. So be sure to check out LiteraryChicks.com and SamanthaGraves.com for more from the girls. All right, and we are back. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Be sure to send us all your wine suggestions. Uh, send the good wine suggestions to Sam. Send me. the cheap ones to, to me, Lonnie. Uh, although, actually, they're all the same. It's feedback at willwriteforwine.com, so it really doesn't matter. Um, but uh, but anyway, so we had a really good time hanging out with you guys. I hope you guys in, enjoyed us. And um, we, we have a little bit of a controversy here that we need you to help us resolve. Tagline. Tagline. Well, you know, because like you know how at the end of like was it Walter Conkright was like good night and good luck, you know, Cronkite? like that, and just <laughs> Cronkite. Did I say it right? That's his name, right? Yeah. Wasn't it Walter Cronkite? What? Yeah. I, what? What? You said what? Conkright. Did I? <laughs> I did not. Well, it's recorded, so I guess I'll have to go back. And find out. <laughs> did I say Conkright? Like concrete. It's the end Walter, of the show. It's Walter taking Concrete. It's taking us a little longer is, than thirty see, okay, minutes to. We're actually drinking. The whole way through. So at the end, you've got to expect this kind of stuff. You know, at the beginning, we can be a little more serene and everything. But at the end, it's just a wild party. Okay, I'm going to drink. All right. Okay. So you tell them what you think we should have the uh, tagline. Okay. So I came up with a tagline. Well, we, we, you know, we threw a few out, right? And then I came up with one that just tickled me and I fell in love with it. And Sam, Mm -hmm. I think, is maybe not so much in love with it as me. So Mm. this this is the tagline as I wrote it, which is... Until next week, this is Lonnie and Sam saying, if the writing doesn't kill you, the booze probably will. Which I think is funny. <laughs> Sam, however, I think, and, you know, let me know if I'm not representing you properly, uh-huh. I think would like it to be maybe a little more dignified. A little more. A little more. A little more subtle. <laughs> a little more subtle. <laughs> it's a podcast where we're drinking while podcasting. I mean, how subtle do we need to be? Oh, man. <laughs> Okay, so, so anyway, yes. So we will I take any and all shorter. suggestions for So we will take tagline. suggestions. And if you want to vote for the one that I have, mm-hmm. for... you can go ahead and express that you like the tagline as is, too, mm-hmm. because you might you might help me convince her. But I think it's kind of, I mean, if the writing doesn't kill you, the booze probably will. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> we just have way too much fun. We do. We really do. do. We, we really do. do. And, All right, uh, everybody. What? I'm sorry. Yeah. Did and you if you uh, if it, if you check back, we will have the show notes up. Oh yeah. All our links. Mm-hmm. With all the links to everything that we talked about, including mm-hmm. the wine. Mm-hmm. We we'll always have links up to the wine that we're drinking. That's right. So, well, thank okay. you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us, and I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, keep writing and drinking, and let us know what you're up to. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Will Ride for Wine is brought to you every Saturday by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Visit us at willrideforwine.com where you can find show notes and news about what Lonnie and Sam are up to. Music provided by the good folks at the Podshow Music Network. That's music.podshow.com. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, and I'm sure you did, please tell your friends and go vote for us, okay, at Podcast Alley. Or you can write a really glowing review at iTunes, because remember, the more popular we become, the more you can tell your friends you knew us when. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. 